Step into the realm of the paranormal until the last drop, a show that blends paranormal stories and events with a themed drink. On this episode of Till the Last Drop, we are kind of sticking with a same theme that we did from our second episode in the first season. We're going with abductions. Now, these may or may not be related to aliens, but they're more closely related to aliens than most other things. Um, we're also going to be talking about a bit of a special drink that has nothing to do with abductions, but the name itself kind of makes it seem more of the abduction line. What was that name? It's the uh, Galaxy Magic Moscow Mule. Ah, yes. Good old mules constantly getting abducted. Um, this one changes color over time, though, so it's kind of... Kind it, of it turns a uh, pretty uh, blue. Yeah. Um, our content is mostly about Betty and Barney Hill. I believe her, their name was Hill. I don't think it was Rubble. <laughs> um, and uh, we went over a little bit of what was his name? Travis Walton. Yes, Travis Walton. Fire in the sky. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, we've got some other stuff in there too. But <laughs> go ahead and stay tuned for the rest of the content. The dead will rise so they can hear more content from Till the Last Drop. And then there's this story how Betty and Barney Hill's alien abduction story defined a genre. Is it chasing us? That thought coursed through Betty and Barney Hill's minds as they drove down the empty, winding country road in New Hampshire's White Mountains. It was a September night in 1961, and they hadn't seen a car for miles, and a strange light in the sky seemed to follow them. When they finally got home to Portsmouth at dawn, they were far from relieved. They felt dirty. <laughs> Their watches stopped working. Barney's shoes were strangely scuffed, and Betty's dress was ripped. There were two hours of the drive that neither of them could remember. What had happened? With the help of psychiatrists, the quiet couple eventually or revealed a startling story. Gray beings with large eyes had walked them into a metallic disc as wide, as Betty said, as her house was long. Once inside, the beings examined the couple and erased their memories. That's actually horrifying. Well, the thought of it is pretty bad. I mean, it's something happening to you that you're just not going to remember. That's pretty bad on its own. I mean, could you, if you put yourself in their shoes, like you and I are driving home from, you know, a couple hours away and suddenly... We're home <laughs> and we were, you know, a couple hours out. And the next thing we know, it's we're home. Well, yeah. And we're scuffed up like we're roughed <laughs> up. OK, like we've been somewhere. We've been to heck and back and we're sitting outside, you know, the apartment or whatever. Yeah. And neither of us can remember how we got there. Yeah. But what's to say it was just a boring drive but that's the thing like you would think that you would remember something from it and even if it was just a boring drive both of us remember absolutely nothing from it that's still concerning yeah you still went two people in a car 
went two hours of a drive and have not a single memory from it. <laughs> yeah. I've had that those couple of moments where you kind of zone out driving, you know, and and you kind of snap <laughs> back in. And, and even that is jarring. Yeah. Well, when did they uh, start developing Ambien? <laughs> <laughs> Ambien is scary. Uh, maybe that was the case. Well, I, that's the other thing is like, like it's granted it says with the help of the psychiatrist and all that they were able to like find out that they're gray beings with large eyes that erase their memories but like if if that was the case like what was this was this like um uh they used hypnosis well yeah but i mean like now i'm scrutinizing the aliens like <laughs> if they were erasing memories then why didn't they do a good enough job that they wouldn't have remembered even through like some other kind of treatment or something. Couldn't they have just like, I don't know. Oh, really so the erased... aliens didn't yeah. do good enough at yeah. erasing memories? What is this, memories? like some kind of like high school project for the aliens where they're just trying to erase memories? <sighs> oh, abduct these people and erase them. And They probably didn't expect this couple to like deep dive into their psyche to look <laughs> for these memories. They probably just figured they'd be, you know, no. traumatized enough. They wouldn't want to know. <laughs> Or they would just forget enough that they wouldn't think to look. I like, don't know. Oh, how did we get home last night? I don't know. What we, happened to all my clothes? Why are my shoes scuffed? Why is your dress ripped? What happened? Well, oh, we had know. a wild yeah. night last night, honey. Yeah. Eh, whatever. Ah, uh, yes, those 1961 wild parties. Yes. You go to the place and do the thing. Do the thing. Yeah. Mm -hmm. you know, I, I don't know what things, but more, obviously less they were things, crazy. More things? crazy times i don't know <laughs> i don't know the the picture of the guy he's wearing a suit he didn't look like he was very uh crazy at the time well I, they look like a lovely couple no they look relatively normal they do except for the alien which thing. i think adds um <laughs> you know credibility to their story they don't look like the kind of people that would be like aliens yeah you know, yeah, get that, like, that one eye that likes to look behind them all the time so that they can tell they're wearing the hat that's like clearly been like chewed on by probably the owner. They don't have real crazy hair. Yeah. Yeah. You know who I'm talking about. Yeah. Mm hmm. That guy whose name I can't pronounce. Ah, yes. <laughs> he who shall not be remembered. <laughs> uh, yes. Uh, aliens don't have hair. Mostly. No, that, that, they don't need hair, really. How do we know? Uh, streamlined. They maybe, move faster. That's how they go past the speed of light. They took their hair off. That way they don't have any drag. Maybe that's why they abduct us. They're really jealous of our yeah. hair. Oh, this guy, he's got some really <laughs> fancy hair. Actually, they don't look like they have like any kind of interesting hairstyle. So maybe that might be the case that uh, we can rule out. They the don't. Hair? They don't abduct people with hairstyles. Hair. Yeah. Um, they so, don't abduct people with hairstyles. <laughs> exactly. Everybody has a hairstyle. Oh no, no, no! Like, uh, We're just going for basic people yeah. now. Yeah. <laughs> well, what was the other one? Like this one falls into uh, fire in the sky. Oh, uh, Travis Walton. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't have a, a logger. I think. Uh, he was a pretty. Well, there you General go. looking guy. See? No hairstyle. <laughs> they have a hairstyle. It's just not something fancy. 
I mean, <laughs> no hairstyle is still. I mean, let, all right. I'm gonna find a picture of this guy. Of Travis Walton. Yeah. Okay. He look. He does not have a hairstyle. He has a hairstyle. No. That is just that's, like. That's what he looks like now. Was, that's not what he looked like back then. Well, I mean, he still doesn't look. I mean, that's just a basic He's hairstyle. He's a normal like, dude. Yeah, maybe that's the problem. Maybe they're looking for, like, normal hairstyles. Maybe they're <laughs> just looking for a general, like... This guy has a very of... Burt Reynolds feel to him. Just I mean, by looking at him. kind of. He's like an abducted Burt Reynolds. <laughs> <laughs> hey, if... Uh... Which apparently got cocooned into an alien. Uh, His story pod. is really messed up, man. Yeah. Definitely a good uh, good movie to watch, uh, Fire in the Sky, if you definitely want to uh, turn off all your lights. Make sure you leave a window open. Um, <laughs> and uh, make sure – and you have to, like, sit in bed or somewhere so that you can, like, make sure – and don't no, look at no, your door. You, need you can't to leave do, looking at your door. You need to go out and rent a cabin in the woods somewhere Ooh, that's where you're better. not familiar. Yeah, that, that one's even better. Or go to, like, and, Nome, Alaska. No, that's for what the fourth kind. Yeah, that's, that's that's when you watch that movie. Yeah. No, you go out into <laughs> a cabin in the woods, and you watch Fire in the Sky. Yeah. And then you take a late night stroll through the trees. <laughs> that's what you do with that movie yeah. because no. Well, you'll notice a lot of other things, a lot of other things like new noises and. Oh yeah, you'll be hyper aware yeah. of every, everything, everything. Yeah. Well, yeah, it, it's kind of interesting, like, when we were doing some uh, field recording not too long ago, mm -hmm. like, granted, I had, like, some headphones and all that going through <laughs> the recorder, so I was able to hear a little bit more, but I was still able to pick up on different sounds anyway. Mm -hmm. The real quick jumping. Speaking of jumping. Mm -hmm. <laughs> jumping to... Um, the fourth kind, the very first time I saw that, um, white owls are heavily referenced in that. Oh, yeah. And, like, I swear, I never saw white owls <laughs> anywhere normally because well, they don't normally they're not... show up in this right. area. Well, no, I was in Idaho. I lived in Idaho at the time. But still, not something that you typically see <laughs> just out and about. How many barns have you been in in Idaho? Those potato barns. I, I've been in a weird amount of barns all right <laughs> so without any owls there. well they'd be barn owls i suppose but typically white owls specifically Those white owls you don't see super often no i mean they're more in colder climates right so after i saw that movie there was a serious uptick in the amount of <laughs> white owls that i saw for a while. Yeah, that white owl population just soars. And I think they base it off of popularity. Because um, <laughs> I'm pretty sure we had a massive owl population growth um, during the first Harry Potter movie. Oh, yeah. 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 Because, you know, all the, yeah, all the messengers that had to go out. And people were like, hey, owls, they're a thing. And then all of a sudden, the owls appear. Just like the aliens. Just like, hey, look, aliens are a thing. And then all these aliens just start showing up. <laughs> uh-huh uh-huh it's yeah. kind of just going off of like how when something becomes a trend it begins to take hold and more people be like oh yeah i did that too so, right just like, like how people have seen uh uh more slender men and uh um who else has been one of those popular things that have been around lately black-eyed children 
I, I guess. I mean, they they had an uptick for a bit. Yeah. Oh well. Oh no. The uh, the Siren Head videos. That's one of them where <laughs> Siren it's like that's awesome. Oh well, yeah. yeah. I mean, but like, oh, here's the one, and it uses a, a broken sound from one of the Chicago uh, storm sirens. I think it was right. The tornado siren. Yeah, mm-hmm. and then uh, it gets to the point where it it it's so unrealistic where this thing is being added into. It's like this is clearly fake, especially the ones that are. Very poorly done with CG. Some of those were so <laughs> awful. They were great, like, though. Like, uh, when the guy just used paint and yeah. drew Siren Head yeah. and then superimposed I it mean, it, it's one thing if, like, the creature looks bad. I can <gasps> excuse that because you can just change around how the filters are acting in your video. You could even, like... Mm-hmm encoded at a very poor quality that way it can just look like garbage and oh we got it from my phone from a uh, years ago or whatever but when the king is so bad that the creature doesn't even follow the <laughs> movement of the like camera pans okay that's that's pretty bad i think some <laughs> of them are made as spoofs the thing that bothers me is when those people like oh, review them, them. And, they take and them in those, like, here's five scary videos, yeah. and they're like, oh, look at this one. We don't know if it's real or not. Yeah. And I'm like, you know that's not real. Yeah. Like don't, the, uh, don't play like that. Yeah, it was like either a ghost hand or an alien hand that was coming in on a... Uh, oh, the one on the, 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 the reflection on the dash? Yeah. Yeah. It's like, yeah. that's how glare works. Mm-hmm. Like when you, That's mm-hmm. Pepper's ghost, basically. It's like when you have an object that's reflecting light from a light source, and it's reflecting off of that object and bouncing onto the glass you're going to get something that looks like oh it's a ghost hand or whatever mm-hmm. that's the whole like background of pepper's ghost and anybody can do it um but to like the worst part is like you could see the person's hand in the bottom of the frame mm-hmm. when it's happening and it's being sold as it's like oh this is a ghost hand it's like no it's somebody <laughs> just putting their hand in like the front like something's side of the reaching on uh, over yeah. the top of the car or whatever. You're like, no, that's <laughs> literally the driver. Yeah. You can, yeah. You know. But it could have been an alien, one of those translucent aliens that apparently controlled the other person's hand at the same time. I'm sure this is something that somebody would try to rebu- rebute. No, it was just the alien coming down in the spaceship. Oh. Later, those people were abducted. Oh, yeah, the hand they were marked. ships. They were marked. No, the cha- the ship was over above the trees. The chafed they- ships? Yes, that's right. Ah, <laughs> uh, okay. They were, they were marked by the hand. Uh. And then later, they were abducted. And they lost all the time. And yeah, well, there are like things where aliens could come into your bedroom at the in the middle of the night, and they don't actually abduct you, but they put you in a very deep sleep so that you don't really wake up, kind of like a sleep paralysis kind of thing. And then they can insert a little uh, like foreign object. I can't say it's a chip or anything. <laughs> I'm sorry, this has gotten really weird. I know where you're going <laughs> with it. Insert. Let me finish this, please. Uh, all of this lead up is so disturbing. <laughs> Uh, they insert a little uh, probe of some sort uh-huh. under your skin. Yeah, like aliens on your probes. arm or shoulder or back. No, or the the foreign metal objects yeah. like that they're tagging us. Yeah, like we tag wild animals. Yeah, and then they come back for the actual abduction where they would take you out of the room and throw you on a I don't know grav bed. Let's say that. Because I don't think they would have a uh, just a gurney. They're like a squeaky wheeled gurney that they found off of like I one think of the they should, Craigslists. I mean, the Alien eBay. <laughs> yeah, budget <laughs> budgetabductions.com. 
<laughs> See, that's who would <laughs> that would be my luck. I would get like the the cheap, you know, like <laughs> minivan abduction, where like they've got that's a rusty, different kind of abduction. They've got like a rusty scalpel, you know, their laser like cuts out uh, every other some, second, so it's like guy. pew pew pew. It's just some guy wearing an alien mask. He's like, "Ooh, I'm an alien." Ooh. <sighs> like, no, you're not. <laughs> oh, no. cut it out, Ted. Uh, like some guy from down the street. No, but like, <laughs> I think it's funny that people are so. I don't know how I feel about aliens. Obviously, I don't think that humans are the only, like, I don't think this is the only planet that has life on it. I don't think that aliens are necessarily coming here and trying to grab us or whatever. (laughs) I think that's Mm, kind of weird. (laughs) I I believe I've mentioned the probes in our first alien episode, although this one is more about abductions. So we can talk about the probes as much as we want. (laughs) Right. (laughs) I think some of the stuff that they talk about is weird, like abducting and then crossbreeding or whatever. Like there's a lot of weird fetishy things that seem to happen with this, but whatever. That's either coming from people (laughs) putting things in there. I mean, let's not ignore that people have done some really weird things with some other things that are not human. So People do weird things with everything. Yeah. But... Like that guy in the car? I don't... Yeah, that was... (laughs) mm, mm. Any objectophilia? Yeah. Yeah. Anyways, so back to what I was saying. (laughs) I don't want to go there. Um, I, people think that it's so weird that somebody says, oh, the alien stuck this little tracer thing in me under my skin. And they're like, oh, that's, that's unbelievable. Mm. Why is that so unbelievable? Like I said, we catch wild animals and we tag them with tracer tags so we can follow them so that we know what they're doing so we can see their movement like so we can get information about them so if these alien beings are coming down and abducting us why is it so unbelievable that they would then tag us so that they can trace us i think that's actually a very logical step well i mean as far as tracing goes and all that I mean, if an alien were to, like, try to start some sort of plan, and this is incredibly just, I'm not trying to say anything. I'm not talking about, we're the lizard people or anything like that. That's for later on. Um, But if an alien was really wanting to try to, like, track and trace people, they would probably just go into the government because everybody chooses to have their own tracer on them at any point in time. It's just your your phone. Right. I mean, basically, regardless of what you, like, turn on and off i mean when you say something in the proximity of your phone and i've noticed this happen multiple times (laughs) because i'm talking about abductions and aliens so much i can guarantee on a social network i am going to have some ad like tailored to what i've been saying in the last i don't know or aliens of some sort exactly Mm -hmm. this has happened multiple times over and i've also heard this from other people saying it as well eggs benedict so yeah Mm mm-hmm Yep. Yep. So there, there is something that is causing this. I mean, whether it be like a permanent mic that's always on. I mean, well, you, you just say something. You say like a key phrase on your phone and it already knows to listen for it. Right. So a lot of times or like say Alexa for some reason. I mean, that happens with even if you don't actually say it, sometimes it'll think that you've said it. Mm-hmm. And then how how often is it just going to be listening until <laughs> it detects that you haven't actually said any kind of certain phrase and it's like 
what did you mean? I remember um, my Xbox. Oh yeah, used to have voice commands, and I I didn't know how to shut it off, and so I would be watching something, but I would also be talking to somebody, like yeah. on the phone or whatever, or over voice chat, and it would constantly be pausing my show. <laughs> And I wouldn't say, I wouldn't be talking to the actual Xbox, but it would be like, oh, you said something similar to Xbox, pause my show. So (laughs) I'm going to pause your show. I'm like, no, I didn't say anything like that. So, yeah. No. They've had that kind of technology for a long time. The the cat who was in the box's paws were covered in snow. Mm Mm-hmm. Or something like that. I didn't say anything because <laughs> I would have no reason to say that either. But no, I would say nothing close to any of those words and definitely not together. But yeah. it would just randomly choose that to like pause. Hmm. Like, well, okay. No. Well, let's take a short break oh. and we'll be back in uh, just a little bit. Stay thirsty for the unusual with Till the Last Drop. Just like the burn of the alcohol, there was an individual who had a bit of a burn in the sky. (laughs) This one is Travis Walton. You want to give a little bit more detail on him? Yeah, so on November 5th of 1975, Walton was part of a seven-man logging crew working in the Sitgreaves National Forest near Heber, Arizona. And as they were leaving one night, they saw a bright light off to their right. When they got closer, they saw a bright saucer-shaped UFO hovering about 20 feet over a clearing. Walton was the only one who got out of the truck to investigate it. That's his first problem. (laughs) Right. (laughs) He left. (laughs) The safety of that aluminum vehicle mm-hmm. well it's probably still steel at that point yeah this was the 70s it was yeah. definitely still metal yeah um <laughs> he he said uh, he was awestruck and entranced by the beauty of the thing i thought it would take off but it didn't and i didn't appreciate the danger i was in. <laughs> didn't appreciate it i don't appreciate this <laughs> danger <laughs> i mean if you think about it like that would be a pretty uh intense and uh interesting thing to see and if it was that close to the ground, I imagine you would be kind of entranced by it. Yeah. And you probably, I don't know, you may not be thinking that your life was in danger. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, today, a lot, of things, a lot of things are different today, obviously. I mean, you see something like that and then, oh, it could just be a drone or, oh, it could just be some, I don't know, somebody going around. It's like, oh, that's just one of those tricks of video editing. And they're like living it. I'm like, oh, well, that's about the mentality we see a lot of nowadays. It's the Illuminati. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah the, the Illuminati. They are uh, not just those guys that sell light bulbs from door to door. So, wow. Hey, you never know. <laughs> we we bring you enlightenment. And then they open a case full of light bulbs. Like, I, you know what? New business model right there. Done. I would absolutely entertain <laughs> Those people. I mean, that sounds a lot better than somebody going door to door selling something that you really don't want to buy. I mean, everybody needs light bulbs. They do. Lighten up your life. Come on. They do. <laughs> so, Open your door and let the light in. Speaking of light, <laughs> the uh, the other men recounted how after uh, after Travis got out, they saw him get knocked to the ground by a bright blue-green beam of light. Now that's hard light, by the way. Um, <laughs> 
in science fiction, this could be used as like you have a light bridge and you can traverse this bridge that is basically shooting out the photons and making them solid. Mm. <laughs> well, that caused the men to drive away in a blind panic, as mm-hmm. you do. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. One of the men, Rogers, stopped the truck about a quarter of a mile away. And after seeing the spaceship leave, they went back. But Walton was gone. Oh, yeah. um, when he was later asked how he felt when he heard that they had left him, Walton responded by saying, I didn't fault them. What Mike and the crew did was understandable, and they showed common sense. For them to come back that soon unarmed was heroic. <laughs> uh, Rogers, one of the other men, said that they shouldn't have left, and he didn't think it was heroic. Yeah. Just take the compliment, man. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I can see both sides of it. Yeah. I I think that I, I can absolutely understand fleeing in yeah. terror <laughs> if you just saw this crazy unidentified object floating above the trees out in the middle of nowhere and your friend gets out and is like, hey, man, look at that. And then yeah. it shoots out light that knocks him to the ground and knocks him unconscious. <laughs> yeah, I would be scared. Well, I mean, the natural reaction in that would be like, oh, this beam of light just <laughs> essentially has the force to knock somebody over. Let's let's talk to it and tell it not to do it. Let's tell it hey, why it's wrong. Hey, don't do that. Yeah. Let's immediately, like, let's try to stop something that we don't fully understand. Didn't so. didn't your mother teach you better? <laughs> yeah. That's not right. Where's your manners, young man? <laughs> right. <laughs> Some alien comes out. I, 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 I. That's a, yeah. You, some people know that reference. Uh-huh. Um, so. <laughs> they turn you into a skeleton that's burning green. So uh, uh, there there was a huge search that uh, was mounted for him with scent dogs and helicopters. And uh, Walton was actually missing for five days and six hours. Oh. And. Afterwards, he reappeared by the side of the road near Heber, Arizona. Fun. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) It was pretty interesting. Um, I guess he ended up saying that um, he doesn't really remember a whole lot of what happened. No. Um. He said that he claimed that he awoke in a hospital-like room and he was being absorbed. Uh, absorbed. <laughs> He's being absorbed. <laughs> absorbed. Space leeches. <laughs> it's either that or they put him in a solvent solution and he was being, like, absorbed. Uh, <laughs> They're serving I mean, him in cocktails. I think either could have been <laughs> feasible. No, he's being absorbed. Ah, uh, yes, the, the sponge men of Xenu X9, <laughs> far planted on the outstretches of the Andromeda system. <laughs> being watched and looked at. Observed. By- <laughs> ah, I gotcha. <laughs> Observed of being absorbed. <laughs> by three short, bald creatures. <laughs> and he claimed uh, that he fought with them until... A human wearing a helmet led him to another room, and there he blacked out as three other humans put a clear plastic mask over his face. He then says that he remembers nothing else until he found himself walking along a highway five days later. 
with wait. the flying saucer depart- departing above him. Wait a minute. If if these were humans, then what makes him think that it's aliens? <clears throat> no, they're... <laughs> <laughs> no, he was being observed oh. by three short, bald creatures. Okay. But then... And then he fought with them. But then another human wearing a helmet came and took him to another room. Oh. So there were alien creatures and humans. Okay. Mm-hmm. Well, right on. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> cool. cool. So. <laughs> I mean, I guess that's one one good job to have, I guess, like assistant to the aliens <clears throat> or assistant to abductions. I don't know. I don't know who was like the main party in this one. Was it these short, bald creatures? I would assume it, it the... would be the aliens. Well, I would, yeah, I would imagine. So. I can't imagine that <laughs> humans are outsourcing <laughs> They're outsourcing their abduction work to the aliens. <laughs> like, no, man, we got to abduct this guy and tell him what for. And I guess uh, actually, we just don't have the time or the resources. That's the newest conspiracy. It's not actually aliens. <laughs> it's really humans yeah. who have hired aliens yeah. to abduct humans yeah. on behalf of humans. Oh. But they want it to look like aliens. Yeah. I mean, Whoa. outsource those all the time. I mean, companies do it from... From anything, really. I mean, if you don't have the means to do it, you just like pay somebody else to do it, but you still up your price. I mean, so obviously, <laughs> I don't know. Maybe they're getting like, I don't know. I don't know what aliens eat or something. It's, what would they be getting out of it? I don't know. Research? What? No, we would probably have some kind of um, some resource on our planet that they want. Because... They don't want humans. I'm sorry. We're garbage people. Mm. Like, <laughs> I don't know. I uh, an easy, accessible form of liquid water. Mm. That could be it. I we're know. destroying that too, though, so we don't have much to offer. <laughs> well, for I mean, much longer. I mean, aliens could like. Yeah, that's true. Uh, they could probably be like, oh, here, we'll just put this small caplet in like the ocean and there it goes it negates everything that's negative into it i think they're just using us until we destroy ourselves and then they're going to take our planet the easiest way to take over something is to let it all crumble from the inside yep so So. (laughs) (laughs) anyway back to the abduction side of this Mm. (laughs) yeah so i guess in the days following walton's ufo claim the national Enquirer awarded walton and his co-workers a five thousand dollar prize for Best UFO case of the year. <laughs> Congratulations on getting abducted. Here's your compensation for that. Here's your $5,000. <laughs> Here's only the traumatizing events and therapy you have to go through. But 5000 bucks that should cover that, right? <laughs> but it was after they passed polygraph tests administered by the Inquirer. Oh, yeah. And the Aerial Phenomena Research, Research Organization. I cannot oh. <laughs> talk today. I mean, well, I, I guess polygraphs are relatively accurate (laughs) (laughs) anyway yeah so some ufologists believe (laughs) sounds like some guy studying the deaths of roblox (laughs) he's an ufologist (laughs) some ufologists ufologist it's ufologist because it doesn't (laughs) i know it's terrible uh anyway they believe that walton was abducted um, Jim Ledwith said for five days, the authorities thought he'd been murdered by his co-workers and then he was returned. 
That's reasonable. All of his co-workers who were there, who saw the spacecraft, they all took polygraph tests and they all passed except for one. And that one was inconclusive. So, yeah. No. From what I do recall about <clears throat> this from before. Yeah, they did for the time that he was missing because it was such a far-fetched story. Yeah. Where'd your Where'd your buddy go? Oh, aliens. Yeah. It was yeah. aliens. Yeah. He got, we saw a spaceship, beam of light, knocked him out. We took <laughs> off because scared. Woo. <laughs> and uh, came back and he was just gone. Yeah. Uh-huh. And we're supposed to believe that. Yep. <laughs> totally. 100%. That's what happened. Yeah. Sure. So, and they couldn't find a trace of him. So, yeah, of course. They thought these men had a fight and they killed him. Because why wouldn't you think that? Yeah. Why on earth would you think, yes, aliens is the most logical answer to this situation? <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's it's not like the guy from, what is it, travel? No, it's history. It's not everything. It's just aliens. Yeah, I, mean, like, I don't know how to pronounce his name. I don't remember his name. It's I just like remember Sokolak the hair. Because I can't. Um, anyway. Yes, that guy. Yeah, aliens. not not everything is aliens, and that's probably a healthy way to think. I mean, if somebody goes disappearing, <laughs> they normally wouldn't be abducted by aliens. Right. That's what I'm saying. Um, like, if your options are, these guys killed this man, <laughs> or he was abducted by aliens. Yeah. It's probably a little bit safer to lean towards the more reasonable, logical, you know, grounded in reality situation. Oh, no, no. Flip of the coin. 50-50. Aliens or murder. Oh, we flipped the coin and we got murder. Yeah. So y'all are going to jail. Yeah. Oh, so. Um, So obviously there's been a bit more on this, too. There was a book. Uh kind of going over the event itself it was titled fire in the sty fire in the sky not fire in the sty um, that's a different book probably maybe poor pigs um but yeah it was called fire in the sky initially published in 1979 and then there was a movie that came out of the same name in 1995 mm-hmm. um this is not a movie that you'd pick up and assume that it's close encounters of the third kind there's a very vast difference in there i have heard that some people have confused that before um it's like oh it was just an alien movie is this this nice one that uh came out and john williams did the score and it's nice friendly aliens no (laughs) these are not friendly aliens um uh, then there's also like the fourth kind that's another one that you should probably avoid that can get easily confused with close encounters of the third kind i know there's lots of kinds the but, fourth uh, kind is an interesting movie, though. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, that one's a little bit more uh, along the styling of uh, Blair Witch, where it's like found footage and recounts and all that kind of stuff. And at least from what I can remember. Yeah, um, yeah. But it then was... again, it also makes the idea that, oh, Alaska's scary at night for the however many months they get. So. Okay, but it was genuinely a creepy premise, I guess. Yeah, it was It was delivered in a way that was pretty good, I suppose. So yeah. Watch out for those owls. Okay, no, <laughs> I've told you this before. Okay, the movie is, is obviously, it's, it's a Blair Witch kind of thing, so it's not real, but yeah. it's made to be like, this is based on true events and all, all this is, you know, they got found footage, they got real stuff in there. Yeah. And a big thing is that um, I think they use repressed memories and hypnosis in that. 
to go back and and find out that these people are being visited by and abducted by aliens. And one of the telltale signs is like a white owl, I believe. And that's like how they see the aliens. And I mean, it it sounds like a good idea. I mean, owls already look a little bit like aliens. I mean, you ever see an owl without its feathers? Oh, yeah. (laughs) They got legs. Legs for days. (laughs) So how often do you actually see a white owl? Well, not very often around here. Okay, well, I lived in Idaho when I first saw it, and I didn't see them very often around there either. Any of the places I've lived, I haven't seen them in the wild or whatever very often. After I saw that movie, saw them (laughs) everywhere, like just constantly. And I know that it wasn't actually aliens. I know that I was probably just hyper aware (laughs) and I was noticing them more, but man it freaked me out now it's all the owls all the time right they're like oh she watched the movie everybody let's congregate over here (laughs) she knows we must go to her it's like hey i got a funny prank to pull like oh uh, oh really yeah oh (laughs) we got a new one guys it's like in reality the owls are the actual publishers of the movie and they have it set up so that they know whenever somebody actually use it so they'll be like oh we got another hit over here all right everybody move out it's just the owl prank yeah Yep. <laughs> so, I mean, yeah. it could work. It could work. Yeah. So, an interesting thing about the Fire in the Sky movie that they made, <clears throat> um, the screenwriter actually decided that Walton's account was too fuzzy and too similar to other televised close encounters. <laughs> and... um or actually, I'm sorry, Paramount Pictures decided that. And so they ordered the screenwriter to write a flashier and more produ- provocative abduction story. Well, yeah. So the movie itself has a bit more <laughs> <laughs> um, intense substance to it, I guess. Yeah. I mean, it is meant for entertainment. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's not a documentary. It is a feature film that was shown in theaters. Right. It is it is really creepy, but I mean, the basis of it is there. Yeah. Um, the main points of it are there. Um, <clears throat> there are a lot of people who are skeptical of the Walton case. Um, you know, a lot of people feel that a polygraph is not a reliable determiner of truth. Yeah. And they don't think that. Walton was abducted. Yeah. Um, there's a lot of people who say that he was likely influenced by the NBC television movie, The UFO Incident, which actually aired two weeks before his own claimed abduction and dramatized the alien abduction claims of Barney and Betty Hill. Mm. Yep. Yeah. Um, Somebody uh, in particular had noted that the rise in alien abduction claims following the movie um, was quite a lot and considerable. And that more people were saying that they were abducted. Right. Yeah. Um, And that after viewing the movie, any person with a little imagination can now become an instant celebrity. Yeah. Concluding that one of those instant celebrities was Travis Walton. (laughs) Hell yeah. I mean, it's 
it's not hard to be like, oh, you do, especially now, oh, you turn your phone off. You don't go on social media for like a week. <laughs> um, you just maybe, I don't know, stay at home and don't turn your lights on. Like, I was abducted. Like, <laughs> no, no, you just, you're just not online. I mean, it's, I don't know. It seems like that's I such think- a common thing, especially now when everybody's always online, no matter what. It almost seems like you turn your phone off and like everything goes crazy. So. I almost think it would be harder now, like, or I guess easier back then. Well, yeah. I mean, like. Those are the same thing, really. Yeah. 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 Um, But yeah, like considering that, like, this happened in like a time before we had like. In the before days. Yes, yes. I mean, this was, this was like 1975 or something. It's like. There weren't CDs. There weren't like the internet wasn't a thing. I mean, we didn't really have the same kind of even computers. I mean, the idea of a cell phone that can literally do what it is now in our pockets. This would have been alien technology anyway. Um, So we are the aliens. We could be. I mean, time travel is always one of those things that have come up as far as, oh, maybe it's just a time traveler that's like an alien or something. It's like, this is why people are like future humans yeah yeah i mean coming back to see how past humans are doing yeah it's like think of it as like oh it's a a tour experience it's like you come back as like a whatever but maybe something went wrong and normally there's like a standard cloaking device that allows you not to interfere with the past and yet maybe sometimes it it goes wrong that was on a show or it's nefarious purposes that they where the dude had the watch or whatever what show is that i don't remember (laughs) <laughs> oh it was a cartoon um wasn't it he worked in a i, I don't know <laughs> i can't remember but yeah i know that there was like the family stewie. guy thing yes yeah. stewie okay sorry yeah um i couldn't remember <laughs> what it was yeah you could travel in time and yeah. go live anyways <laughs> um no but like how narcissistic are we that like there can't even be actual life on other planets it has to be us yeah just from a different time no yeah. no well it's it, always us see that's the other part of it too it's like there isn't a zero percent chance that there isn't life on another planet however we also have no idea how developed that life could be we have mm-hmm. no idea where it can really be we can like i we can have the idea of like what might be suitable for life based off of our own idea of what life can be however Mm. that doesn't mean that there could be life elsewhere i mean non-carbon based life forms could somehow develop on another planet and it could be like another hundred thousand miles away from their star so maybe they can survive in a more intense environment right so but it's no way that we can easily tell because this could be like light years away so unless somebody develops the technology to tear the universe or connect it in two in the sense of a wormhole for fast travel purposes. There's really no way of proving like that. So. Right. So I would like to say that there um, in 1978, Travis Walton did write a book called the Walton experience ah. and it details his claims, which became the basis for the 1993 film, the fire and sky. Yeah. Um, and 30 years after the book's release, Walton appeared on the Fox game show, The Moment of Truth. Hmm. And he was asked 
if he in fact was abducted by a UFO on November 5th of 1975, to which he replied yes. The polygraph test determined he was lying. (laughs) (laughs) The polygraph test determined that was a lie. Yeah. So take that for what you will. Yeah. Oh, I guess uh, recently earlier this year, he appeared on a episode of the Joe Rogan Experience. Mm-hmm. So there's that. There's that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, ooh, yeah. Yeah. He's still doing stuff. Yeah. I mean, obviously, this is a potential source of income in some way. I don't know if he's still. He has. <laughs> he he goes to conventions. Um, he uh, ha- he started his own convention. I mean, this to think about it, like, okay, he was working in forestry. Obviously, like, let's say that obviously he's not going to be able to do that very, very well anymore. It's been almost 50 years. <laughs> so yeah. How, he's what kind of income, an older man yeah, now. What kind of income is he going to be able to have? I mean, doing conventions, doing this kind of thing, you can still like get a little bit of like income out of that and be able to sustain I mean, I guess a nice lifestyle. So I can kind of see how the media and the publicity and obviously anything that can be marketed. I mean, you sell a book. I mean, you constant revenue of that, depending on how many sales you get and whatnot. So it kind of seems as though like this was a better path. And maybe, I don't know, just throwing it out there. Maybe he was kind of bored with his job and maybe he wanted to, I don't know, find something a little bit uh, more laid back. So Yeah, I mean... <clears throat> I know that the other men, a lot of them had to move. Yeah. Um, one of them said, uh, when asked how long it took them to get back to normal, um, like Walton replied that some of them never did get back to normal, but it was an ongoing process they have accepted. Um, another one of them said it affected my life for about two weeks, but I went somewhere. No one knew me or talked about the event. Four out of five people in town. Let us know. They didn't believe us. Mm-hmm. It's the opposite. Now I realized about three years ago that a lot of people here have had their own experiences. Yeah. Or at least so they claim, mm-hmm. I mean, there's, there's no way of proving it. Just because somebody's like, oh, I was abducted. It's like, you could have had a dream. It could have been night paralysis. It could have, or what is it? Sleep paralysis. Not night paralysis. That's just when you <laughs> voluntarily go to sleep every night. Um, uh, but it could have been like something like sleep paralysis. Or it could have been one of those shadow beings that are trying to mm-hmm. take you. Um, but that's for later. Or maybe in the past. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Um, another man, uh, Rogers, said that he didn't like all the media attention and he wouldn't talk about it for many years. Um, <clears throat> Walton said, I was nicknamed the reluctant celebrity. <laughs> I never liked it or the attention, but along with the burden comes a certain amount of responsibility. <laughs> Lots of people are afraid to speak about what happened to them. This helps them to be vindicated. Oh, I mean, I, I, I'm sure you heard from Uncle Ben on that one. <laughs> so. mm-hmm. <laughs> but. Anyway, I think we might transition over to our drink about now. Yeah. So, I mean, the Travis Walton stuff is obviously very interesting. Yeah. Um, I think there's a a lot of stuff you could take from it. I mean, I think it's kind of up to you if you think he was abducted or not. Yeah. Well, it's like that with all of this stuff. Yeah. So, that's the whole point behind the paranormal is that 
do you believe it? Right. So. I definitely think it's an interesting case. Yeah. And again, I mean, I don't know. It seems like looking back on it now, that seems pretty mild from what happened to him. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, it's it's not like they like took his arm and glued it to his other side <laughs> or something. And it's, I don't know. I'm thinking of like a Futurama reference right. at this point. But so. I mean, he was, I guess he was gone for five days and six yeah. hours and he doesn't really remember most of it. So I, I guess technically lots of other things could have happened to him. He could have been like taking a lot of drugs too. Yeah. Because yeah. that's also something you could disappear and not know. Like, what is it? Ambien? <laughs> hey, Ambien yeah. is horrible. I mean, you I, could unconsciously be taking it and you would lose time. So because I it's part of your routine. hate Ambien. <laughs> it's terrible. Oh. Yeah. So anyway, um, <laughs> That is, Ambien is not going to be included in our drink, although I guess it could, in some sense, be linked with abductions. Um, We're going to go with something a little bit different. Mm -hmm. Uh, So we'll go to that right after we come back. At Till the Last Drop, we'd like to hear your stories, not have you become the story. So please drink responsibly. The drink that we have for tonight is a Moscow Mule, but it's a little different than a Moscow Mule. I still will never remember the name of this thing. <laughs> so It is a Galaxy Magic Moscow Mule. Okay. So Galaxy and Magic are the two things that I don't think of, which is surprising because those are two things that tie into the whole theme of what we do here. Right. <laughs> those are actually specifically why I chose this drink yep. for this episode. Yep. Much like a standard Moscow Mule, this one does use... Ginger beer, lime, and of course some vodka, but there's something else added into this one as well that mm-hmm. makes it a little bit more magical. This one uses um, butterfly pea flower tea. And actually the recipe calls for you to brew the butterfly butterfly, butterfly. pea flower tea um, and then make it into ice cubes. And then you're supposed to take those ice cubes and break them up and put half of regular crushed ice in the cup and then half of the pea flower tea crushed ice on top of that and then pour uh, the rest of the drink on top of it. Um, What then happens is as the tea ice cubes melt into uh, into your drink, the tea actually tints the rest of the fluid a pretty blue color. Yeah. Sounds pretty good. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm no big fan of the mule after I've had a taste. <laughs> um, let's not take that out of context. Um, <laughs> but... Wow. I wasn't going to go there, but uh, just you Just throwing did. it out there for anyone. Um of course, then again, we used a pretty strong ginger beer, too. So it it really takes over the whole taste of everything. Um, but then again, I mean, there's more ginger beer than anything else in the mule. So um, it's very ginger beer forward. Yeah. If you do not here, let me take a drink. Oh, OK. <clears throat> if you don't. <laughs> I like that's your standard response to drinking anything. <laughs> <gasps> <laughs> I become an old man. <laughs> yeah, where's my drink? Oh, 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 damn kids. Um, if you don't like ginger beer, 
take a drink. Get off my lawn. Oh, sorry. I didn't know where that came from. Oh, somewhere deep within my bowels. Yeah. That's, um, that's the mule talking. That's right. Ah. Um, if, if you don't like ginger beer, obviously, uh, a mule is not going to be the drink for you. Yeah. Um, but, I mean, if you're up for trying something new, give it a go. Yeah. Um, I, it, this particular drink, I couldn't taste the tea. <laughs> um, I, I'll, I didn't taste the vodka. Yeah, I was going to say in this particular <clears throat> drink, I didn't taste the alcohol, so, which is fine because we actually went back and used the outer space vodka from the alien head vodka. Yeah. That one that's filtered through meteorites and tastes like isopropyl. It literally tastes like the way that you would expect a very sterile environment to smell or just be so i can i can say one thing positive about this drink again this drink is not bad i i don't think that it's a bad drink it is not something that i would order no um it is not something i would drink regularly it is not my cup of tea Mm. (laughs) ha ha yeah there's tea in there um (laughs) it's it's not gross it's it's not unpleasant Mm. it's just not something that i prefer Mm. but that alien head vodka (laughs) is horrifying um when we tested it uh back on the in the last season (laughs) i had to physically force my body to ingest it (laughs) my body thought that it was poison and did not want to allow me to swallow it. It was that strong of an initial reaction just because it genuinely tastes like rubbing alcohol. <laughs> it's a very strong, intense vodka. Um, not something I would recommend drinking by itself. Yet only an 80 proof. <clears throat> yeah. So <laughs> considering that is what's in this Moscow Mule, this Galaxy Magic Moscow Mule, and I could drink this. That's saying something. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, I would, if this was here, I would drink it. I, I wouldn't go out of my way to order it just because I'm not a huge fan of mules or anything like that. I'm, I don't know. I'm, Are you a donkey man? <laughs> no, no. You prefer donkeys? <laughs> no. Oh. oh, maybe. I, I don't know. <laughs> Let's, I still keep coming back to that whole thing that we were talking about earlier. When uh, moving the drink, <laughs> talking about like that rich Victorian era judge <laughs> that's like f- like f- fluffing his wig or something, and he's being very offended by uh, I don't know some commoner or whatever. Mm-hmm. And he's just like, mm-hmm. and like clearing his throat to like acknowledge that he's there, <laughs> and just like him, his presence must be known. Mm-hmm. Anyway, not very related to any of this, but it's still fun. <laughs> but yeah it's it's a it's not a bad drink no um yeah yeah <laughs> that that's it <laughs> so again it has a it has butterfly pea flower tea mm-hmm. it has vodka it has lime juice and ginger beer nice yep pretty good mm-hmm well recipe idea (laughs) maybe not the drink for us but somebody might like it too it's not a bad drink it's not my cup of tea (laughs) 
Uh, you said that already. I know I did, <laughs> but it's true. Yeah. Nonetheless. Yeah. All right. Well, that might be it for now. Mm-hmm. So uh, I think we'll wrap it up. Okay. This is Till the Last Drop, and you're listening to this next section on our tab. Well, that has been this episode of Till the Last Drop. Uh, we went over a bit of Betty and Barney Hill's abduction story, went over Travis Walton and his little ordeal that was happening as well. We also had an inter- interesting drink with the uh, Galaxy Magic Moscow Mule. You got it. Yeah, I know. It only took the entire episode. Yeah, I'm proud um, of you. So it's obviously very uh, interesting. We've got a few more things to come within this season. Obviously, it's just begun. Uh, a lot of interesting ideas. Um, hopefully we'll be able to find some, some pretty fun drinks to go with that too. Uh, obviously if anybody has any suggestions or, uh, recommendations for anything, we'd be happy to hear about it. You can send us a message on Facebook or, uh, check out our website at tillthelastdrop.com. We've got an email thing that you can send a message there. Of course, obviously social media is a little bit easier to, uh, see quickly and all that. Um, of course our podcasts come up on, uh, iHeartRadio, iTunes, most major podcast things. We recently got... I was to say, didn't we recently get put on somewhere else? Yeah, too? I believe we're on with uh, Amazon as well. So that's kind of interesting. I don't believe that I even knew that that was a thing at first, but apparently it is, and we're on it. So, hey, that's cool. So, yeah. Nice. Yeah. Anything else you'd like to add in there? No, I think just uh, thank you for listening and... Uh... Sticking with us until the last drop. Thank you for listening till the last drop. For more paranormal experiences served up with a themed drink, check us out wherever you listen to podcasts.